Is it on? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's our intro. <laughs> no, I gave it like fucking eight seconds before we actually started recording. It's probably recording already. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> no, it started right before you made the chicken noise. That's why I was like, oh, God. The broadcast. <laughs> broadcast. Broadcast. Podcast. Yeah. Broadcast. Anyway. I don't see why more people nice. don't do podcasts. It's actually one of those things that just like, you forget the microphone is there. You just do whatever you want and you just talk. You get your feelings out. Like, I don't think I'd be able to forget that a microphone's right in my face. But it's not in your face. <laughs> it's to your right. My problem is I'm... So, to put it in perspective, we're in the living room, we have two TVs, left to right, like, five feet in front of us, I have a microphone right in front of his TV, his microphone, you can't even see it, like, from my view. Like, if it was to my right, that's where I'd want it. Yeah, it's like, it's in my peripheral, but it's not distracting. Yeah, but whereas mine, it's like, I gotta look around this shit for me to watch your screen. About to play as an ossifer. <laughs> no ossifer. Ossifer. No. Be like, sir, how high are you? And you're like, no, officer, it's high. How are you? Oh my god. At that point, I would just stick my arms out and just wait for them to cuff me. I need a little bit of dominance in my life. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I asked for Jesus to come into my life, but he came in my mouth instead. Please don't start. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not saying you can't say shit like that. But, uh, yeah, as, uh, it's like, it's as long those... as it's not going on Facebook, then we're fine. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things that, like... Except for until our parents follow us on SoundCloud because we're aspiring artists. I think my mom already... Like, low-key, I think my mom already follows me on Spotify, but and I Spotify. can neither... SoundCloud. <laughs> I can neither confirm... No, wait, my mom does. Actually, I think my mom is, like, my first follower on uh, SoundCloud. Because I uploaded, like, three tracks onto there uh, back freshman year of college. And it was it was just instrumental stuff. It was, like, I think I called one of the tracks, like, Snowy Pine or, you know, something. I mean, you were just doing, like, guitar and drum Yeah, track. I was doing just instrumental stuff. And... She was showing all of her coworkers, and they were just like, "Is this your son?" And she was like, hey, "Yeah." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> my mom. When it comes to music and just anything I do for myself, she has like the biggest ego I've ever seen for like her own kids. That's kind of similar to my mom. My mom thinks I'm like an amazing musician, but really, I kind of suck. <laughs> Like I, I, I'm good at one instrument. It. Well, I mean, I play multiple instruments, yeah. and I'm like somewhat decent at them, but I'm not like, I I would not consider myself professional level. Yeah. I mean, maybe on a tuba, but I also haven't played tuba in like, however long it's been. God, it's probably been what like two years. Last season I played was in seventeen, so it's been about, be three years in November. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it was like, um, because my mom has always known I've had like a natural gift for music because I grew up playing in church and everything and just magically out of nowhere, I was like the first kid in my county to be like, oh crap, 
he plays guitar. Oh, wow, he plays rock guitar. You know, something outside of bluegrass and stuff. But even with, like, the bluegrass players, they could whoop my hand in at any point if they wanted to. Oh, no, definitely. But, like, like, with her, she was just like, oh, you know, my son writes his own music. And they were just like, he does what? Like, it just... It wasn't unheard of in my county, but it, you just don't hear about people like, oh, he knows how to record music. He knows how to do this and that. And, you know, I... Actually, I don't think I've told you this story. I was in my communications class, and we actually had to present ideas that we knew. But the main project behind it was zero research. All we had to do was just come in prepared with, like... Um, products or objects and everything and whatever we would do or whatever we would talk about we had to do it improv style mm-hmm. so i did my learned lecture i guess you could call it that um student lecture on music production and i told everybody it's the first question i asked them so if you want to produce your own music and if you want to produce it well or if you want to get started how much do you think you have to spend like, what, what would you say? <laughs> My, like, entire life savings, probably. I mean, just for a decent sound kit, you're probably looking at a minimum of, like, 10 to 15 grand. 10 to 15 grand, yeah. I had that answer a lot, and then I kept giving them that look of, like, mm, are you sure? You, you sure about that, bud? And they kept <laughs> raising the lower, or the number... They kept making it lower and lower and lower, and I was just like, you know, where do you think? So I got to talking to a lot of the people in my class, and I was just like, well, for some of you who don't realize this, most music back then was recorded on an 8-track. So, you know, you just kind of go in a studio, whatever instrument you have hooked up to a microphone, that's it. That was your music. You got one shot to record it, the entire song, and if it didn't come out right, then it didn't come out right. And I told them, for me, to make my own music and to actually get started in that field, it cost me, like, 45 bucks. And some of them just kind of looked at me, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Because um, I have, like, a little MIDI keyboard. It's like... I don't know, maybe like 24 keys or something like that. Um, Basically, it's a two-octave keyboard. Yeah. But it's a MIDI controller. So, I bought that because I was wanting to start music. But it also came with like a an intro version to Ableton. And mm-hmm. that was where I recorded most of my songs were just on a little free 8-track that it came with. it. I already had the guitars and everything. But I was just like, I need something else. I need to actually make electronic stuff, too, as, like, a background and everything. So, mm-hmm. for me to start music, it was, like, $45. Well, let's say 120 for the my first guitar and then for that little keyboard plus Ableton. And a lot of people just kind of look at me and say, what the hell? Like, yeah, I can't relate. I've never actually, like, recorded my own stuff. Yeah. I've written lyrics and I've written my own, like, you know, etudes and all, but, like, 
I mean, overall, I just kind of, it was more like, the most I recorded was like when I was doing my whole like SoundCloud, you know, chill vibe, hip hop gig. Yeah, that was actually really good. I like the stuff that you put and out. That was, I mean, that was just a small like keyboard that I made. It was actually like mostly using the keyboard on Garage Tunes on my iPhone. Oh, that was on iPhone? Mm-hmm. Damn. On iPhone, and I uh, kind of recorded uh, synths and all, and then just uploaded onto my laptop and kind of used uh, the GarageBand studio to kind of edit that, and I bought a lot of extra, like, a lot of extra things for it, just for, like, auto-tune if I had voice in there, or, you know, just even just saying, like, Grizzly on the beat or whatever. Yeah. So I, I never actually, like went full into detail i've never actually been that good on playing you wasn't like me and dropped like three hundred dollars i just kind of you know used what i had at the meantime and it kind of it kind of just happened to work out on itself i mean it was really i mean if you kind of had the idea of being able to kind of match pitch and you know know what key you're starting and you kind of world's kind of at that point your oyster yeah well i mean that's like a luis um you know, whenever we had our jam sessions, he told me, dude, I really like your leads. And I was like, all I had to do was find out what key you were in. And then, you know, we just play. I mean, I've kind of learned. That's the reason why I want a band. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely the type of person, if I'm going to be in a solo project, it's my stuff. I don't want anybody else. Kind of influencing yeah. or riding on. I mean, that's understandable. I like to collab and that stuff. Um, vocals. But I'm very controlling and, in that sense of like, there are some things I can't do. Like when it comes to rapping and everything, I don't have a good voice. But when it comes to the actual production side of it, you know, I, I mean, like to think I'm decent enough. My rapping voice isn't that great, but it's better than mine. So it, it's very, uh, it comes out very Yankee sounding. Yeah, that's for sure. But see, it's like the aggressiveness behind it. That's what I want. But also too. Like, whenever it comes to just writing and stuff, I don't want anybody else's input unless I specifically ask for it. Like, say I was saying, um, you know, here is a drum part. I want you to kind of stick to the groove. I want you to kind of keep to it simple rhythms, but a feel, you know, at this point, at this point. But other than that, I don't want your input in mind. Like, I'm too controlling like yeah, it's just something you gotta be able to collab with everybody else in. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's more or less, I mean, you're gonna be probably the more experienced person when it comes to actually recording that mm-hmm. stuff than the rest of the people. So odds are they're gonna kinda be like, they're just kinda gonna go with it. Yeah. I but mean, then there's also the problem of Hell, like... I mean, I'm not that great of a bassist, but if you were like, hey, just play this, 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 and this, and this groove, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Jam out, you know? And then I'll eventually make it my own, kind of. Yeah. Not, like, stealing it, but kind of just, like, tweaking it and making, you know... But I think getting to that point... Getting to the point of just It takes a lot of practice. Yeah. And a lot of... uh, It takes a lot of focus. You gotta have the... Which I probably already told you this. I'm really proud of you just because of how far you've come along in Rocksmith on that one song. (laughs) I played it, like, 20 times in a row. Yeah, because it was, like... I, know, I still remember it, too, just yeah. playing. For context, it was Thanks for the Memories by Fallout Boy. And he's at, like, 
75% of the song through. And that means chord structure, rhythm. Um, that was only after rhythm. like an hour playing also. Yeah. It was like, yeah, about an hour. And that's like chord structure and um, kind of the groove, if that makes sense. No, I hadn't picked up bass in like 10 years. You're also left-handed, so playing on a yeah, playing on a righty bass is not exactly <laughs> easiest for me. Yeah, so I mean, but it's one of those things of like, you know, I don't, I'm never the type of person to be like, like even just in my personal life, I don't tell people, oh, you need to go out buy this, this, and this. You need to do that, like sponsorships and mm-hmm. everything. But like with Rocksmith, God, that was like a gift from heaven. Yeah, Rocksmith, like that was just a way to be able to. I mean, it takes learning and also factors it into a video game that's, you know, suitable for all ages. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because I think Rock Band 4 did that first, but Rocksmith was like, hey, we're going to make it better. At, I, I can't remember which came first. Rocksmith came before Rock Band 4, because Rock Band 4 kind of took the idea of Rocksmith. But they also added the whole MIDI controller with a piano, yeah. and... Well, now Rocksmith, you can just hook up whatever instrument, yeah, and you can play it. So if you really, if you literally wanted to play drums, you can hook no, up. No, you can't electric. do that with Rocksmith. You can do that like Rock Band Four. I thought you could do it on Rocksmith also. No, you can only do bass, rhythm, and lead. Uh, yeah. For some reason I thought there was also vocal. Rec- well, you could do recording on there. Eh, but I mean, there's a way to. I wouldn't exactly trust a video game to be able to record. You know, <laughs> no. Quality music. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. Considering that you're listening to an amp through your TV yeah. speakers, kind of, all you're hearing is. And not everybody's going to be like a sound whore like me and, you know, buy a $30. Like, that's actually the thing a lot of people don't realize. That little Logitech speaker set that I have, it was like $35. But the fact it came with a powered subwoofer, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a selling point. Like, that's a that's like the sound system I have upstairs. The yeah. speaker I bought that for like twenty five bucks off of Amazon, and the subwoofers caused me to get so many noise complaints when I lived in a dorm. Like it's not even the fact of like they're amazing or anything. Like it's just decent. I mean, yeah, it puts out gives you that sound. extra bass that regular speakers can't give you. I mean, I was also jamming to like bass boosted stuff. Like fair. A bunch of trap on that thing and i'd have a uh, ra's coming out to my dorm room being like hey you got a noise complaint from the person <laughs> shut the door. fuck up yeah like they, they would be like shut the fuck up and i knew exactly who the bitch was because she <laughs> she also would just like you know laugh really loud she sounded like a freaking horse when she would laugh she'd be like yeehaw like like a full-on like donkey you can't like, say that about people you can but you shouldn't and i'm i'm just like <laughs> yeah, i'm like you Fucking donkey! Like you need to. We snaw. Yeah. Now, where is that from? SpongeBob. I... Was it? We snaw SpongeBob. Seahorses. Okay. Oh, hey, we're on this map. Um. Wait. Why turret. am I? Oh, are you fucking serious? Yeah, come set up a turret. We're playing Star Wars Battlefront Two for those who didn't pay attention no. the first time. No. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, no, actually, we never said that. But so I can't with the gun that I have. You know, the, uh... Oh, you're a heavy. Yeah, that heavy uh, rifle that I had. The well, regular rounds are explosive, too. 
Right, right. Holy shit! I'm just playing as a officer. I just run around with a pistol and blow people's heads off, basically. No, that's what I was confused by because it, it God, said that. God, that sounds that... like I'm a freaking sociopath. All right. <laughs> I'm running around with a pistol. Running around with a hand cannon, you know, shooting lasers. Cause this is space wars. <laughs> Star Wars, but no, because that's why I was confused. Because the normal, like, Clone Wars era rifle was literally just uh, a fast-paced, heavy weapon. Yeah. But it said, you know, you have explosive shot, which in this game usually means your left trigger will uh, have a charge-up shot that you can just shoot at anybody. Hey, hey, but it's every single too. shot is explosive. His teammate had the right idea. See, I told you, that's a great spot, dude. Exactly, and then we have you as a heavy. Like, we have fortification all around. Hey, what's up, Pam? What's up? Oh, snap. What's up, girl? Uh, oh, no, I also, got shot. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, me saying that, I'm kind of curious on your thoughts about that. Were you yeah. ever the type what of up, person... What up, girl? <laughs> were you ever the person who was, like, thought of as, like, gay or anything like that? Because yeah. that was my big fear. I grew up in a very small, redneck town, and if I ever expressed anything of, like... In, even the or, slightest thing of homophobia or or anything feminine slightly yeah feminine it that's was the like word. it was they like instantly oh, thought you were gay yeah no yeah. i i dealt with that a lot because i was the very you know march to the beat of my own drum kid that you know had a love for music and art and anything that involved bohemian lifestyle and all and everybody thought that was gay, and you know, I had people asking me left and right. I still have people asking me now. Like one of my coworkers asked if I was gay like a couple weeks ago, but I think it was more so out of his own fear of homosexuals. But I mean, I don't really care at this point, you know, because <laughs> I kind of screw around too. And I think that's kind of the thing I've learned is if you were ever a band kid, you are the most straight homosexual person. That you will ever oh, know yeah, in your no. life. Fan kids, all they do is get drunk and fuck each other. That's, you know, that's their lifestyle. It's, but even, like, with the jokes and everything, I feel like that's oh, where no, the dark humor started. I mean, think about core kids. They spend, like, every day of their entire summer showering next to 450 other guys. Fair. Like, they're used to seeing, you know, they're used to seeing everything. Like, big, small, long, wide, like purple green white black like all that all that shit so. yeah but i mean that was the thing was god if it was purple i would probably have to tell you to go see a doctor but <laughs> it's like uh, you need to get off tour and you need to just you, you look need, you need an this ice is pack. life or death yeah you need an ice pack like that's that thing's about to fall off like you need some milk like. but like because i only graduated with a class of like i think i told you this it was like 90 some kids or something like that so yeah mine was about 10 times that amount and it was like uh -huh. super small school but also too well, not really 900 um yeah it was like, i came in with the class of 900 yeah I, th I i feel like you said it was like four or five or yeah something. yeah we we came in with the class of 900 and then graduated with the class of 420 so <laughs> yeah well prom was also on 420 that year so of course it was of course. It was like the best senior year ever. Yeah. Except it sucked because my high school sucked. Um, yeah. Well, the band was fun, but the people there just sucked. Yeah. 
And well, you know that I'm not a fan of people, so. <laughs> well, I mean, there was also the fact of, like, whenever I graduated, it was one of those things of, or before I graduated, you know, I graduated, it was like 90-some like, kids. I'm done with you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. It was like 90-some kids, and I was the outcast, so, like, with me being native and everything, it was very you much. You kind of did your own. You yeah, because all the other natives thing. played sports. You know, they were very popular. And you're kind of like people. into music, just hanging out. I, with. Yeah, I was the one native kid who was like, I play music. I'm very to myself. I don't like social interactions as much. And the other people were just like, not saying, because I actually have had this comment say to me was like, oh, you know, are you a fake-ass Indian? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? First off, like, I was confused by that. Second, it was like, I didn't know we were forced to act a certain way. It was... Yeah, well, now it's, you know, any anything that's, you know, if it's not football, beer, or grilling out, then you are, you know, yeah, very exactly. much a homosexual. And rarely, rarely. That, that's just a stereotype that they give. I don't rarely know. Rarely was I ever asked about, like, oh, you know, how's man going, yes, or how's this off. or that going? It was always, like, you know, how's the the football team going or something, you know, it was just very Southern, which I, you know, I'm fine with the lifestyle. I actually enjoy off-roading and stuff like that. It's, it's fun as hell, but. I oh, know. Yeah. Like there's, there's manly stuff that you can enjoy and do, but it's but just the being stuff like, that, like the unathletic and native. Yeah. I was like, I was kind of looked at differently, like not in a negative way, but it was just like, how the hell? Cause I was also the nerd. I was oh was yeah just a lot of stuff. I was man. I was the nerdy kid in high school. Yeah. Um, I was kind of oddly popular. It wasn't like the popular where it's like everybody wanted to get to know me. It was the popular as the fact that I was. They the, knew me. Yeah. They, yeah, they knew who I was, and they kind of just randomly would chat with me. Yeah. And like I, I was friendly with people, which is how you know. And that's kind of, like, how it was. Like, I wasn't exactly, like, best friends with them, but I was pretty chill. No, that's how I was, too. And so, I guess... I did have a best friend in high school, but I stopped talking to him after he, uh, knocked up one of his exes. Uh, yeah. And then left her, and then moved up to the gorge, and then knocked another girl up and left her. Well, made her get an abortion, and then, uh, and then left her after, yeah. so... I, at that point, and he was like, you don't have control over my life. I was like, I'm not controlling it. I'm just telling you that the decisions you make... <laughs> you're kind of being a shit. Yeah, like, you, you're you're kind of acting like a piece of shit, kind of. And he didn't like that fact because I called him out on it saying, like, you know, your grandparents kind of are the ones taking care yeah. of your child and you have no part of its life. So like I could I could never do that like yeah like that I know at that a lot point of people... it's like but like that that's just being deadbeat like yeah like I know a lot of people will say or kind of have that idea of you know you could say oh I'll never do that but then you end up doing it it's for me personally I, I was born with a guilty conscience dude like I couldn't even kiss a girl. Without being without feeling bad yeah about without it. being like oh my god was I supposed to do that was it like. What are the signs? <laughs> That's why I usually never make the first move. <laughs> but, why. like, in situations like that, like, if it ever involved a child, I am like, this child is my whole life. I, oh, no, I'd be I, I might be like, shit, this is my kid. This is me. 
Like, well, it wasn't even is, so well, much. This, it was this my, is my offspring. This is half so, of my okay. being. Here's the thing. Um, I hung out with one of my friends from high school. She was exactly the same way it was. We didn't talk a lot. Um, back in high school, we reconnected for like a year. Fell off the face of the planet with each other. And then reconnected again um, after she was out of college. And now she's like one of the most important people in my life. But also at the time... You know, she had gotten pregnant, she had the kid, and, you know, there was just a lot of stuff. And so, there was a part of me that was like, you know, eh, I can't deal with mom friends. And I realized, mom friends are the fucking best. They're so cool. Mom friends just have decent insight on I shit. love them. They're man. like, hey, we have common sense, because now we're parents and we have to be kind of responsible. Yeah, and so with her, it was like, you know, she would... There was actually... There's actually, actually like, those I, who actually get their shit together. Actually, this past Christmas, she came and hung out with me, and she brought her daughter, and the entire time while we were wrapping presents, she was helping me wrap them, and her daughter was just hanging out in the house and all this other stuff, and I was just like, you know, that's a responsible mother. But then also, too, she trusted me enough to be with her daughter. To bring her kid, yeah. And then, well, I mean, you're, you're, like, as harmless as, like, a fruit well a fruit fly on a piece of pineapple like yeah you, you're like you, you're not really gonna i would feel bad if i killed a mosquito like yeah like you, <laughs> as said the guilty conscious like yeah you, you feel bad stepping on an ant like yeah <laughs> you know it's just like god guys like go this... outside please i don't want you here and then there's me who's just like <laughs> yeet the cat like yeah Okay, I'm, I'm not that mean to the cat. No, Ollie's awesome. That that cat is. Ollie is. Ollie's like my yeah my own cat. <laughs> he's our world. He's he's the only cat I'm not allergic to. Yeah. Which is great because I love cats and every other cat I like and basically <laughs> die around. That's why I want a little dog. That's why I want Soulflower. Dude, we need to get a dog. I yeah. If I my mom to... is against dogs, but also too, it's one of those things of if we were to get a dog in this house. It would have to go in your name, just because it would, like, by the end, it, whenever I move out and go to college, it would be, like, this yeah. is his dog, not my dog, because I can't go to college again and keep a dog. Like, yeah. Not unless I get him, you know, ESA certified, but even then, I would have to start that, like, as soon as I, I get would him not, the adoption well, children. Oh, yeah. Them. Do, uh... hey, whatever. If you do ESA, <laughs> like, you, they, uh... They can still deny yeah. the dog because it's not an actual service. There's anymore. a lot of forms that go with that. It like literally, I would just pay the hundred seventy five bucks and do the um, get an apartment get or something. In. Yeah. Well, do the one seventy five and you know get the uh, service animal rather than the yeah. um, emotional support because emotional support's only like seventy five bucks for a license. Is it really? Mm hmm. Because I was going to do that when uh, I had Leopold. Uh, Leopold's a lizard, right? He was, uh, no, he was that little Sheltie, that old fart. Oh, okay, okay. The one that was hung, that had, like, a freaking, like, dick the size of a salmon. Like. <laughs> Why is that the one that you remember him by? Dude, well, when I first met this fucking animal, my mom's walking the, my mom's walking this dog down the street, walks up, and his dog's, like, 13-year-old, like, wobbling around, and the first thing I see is fucking dick, like, flopping <laughs> Like side to side, like out of side of his legs. I was like, "How big is this dog's freaking dick?" And my mom was like, "It it's massive." She was like, "Adam and 
you know, Leo got into a little fight, and for some reason, he just got real. It got really swollen and erect, and the thing <laughs> just was fucking hanging out. She was like, it was like a damn like. She said it was like the size of a freaking kielbasa. Like, I was gonna say it's like. Have you have you heard about like if you get stung by a bee on your penis? Have you heard that? It'd be like the same thing as my latex allergy. Well, probably. apparently, like if you get stung. Not that I have one. <laughs> you have a latex yeah, allergy. Yeah, I do. Have Let's latex be real. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like uh, apparently. It makes it look like a If cupcake. you get stung, like on like just at any point or at any part of your penis, uh. And by a bee, it permanently stays swollen. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a giant blood vessel. But, like, how like, scary is that of, like... I mean, I guess or, at that okay, point... Okay, not scary, but what situation would you be in to just be like, you know what? You go from, like, freaking Tic Tac to Cheese Wheel. Yeah. Yeah, like, that would... But they weren't... They were, they were never clear of, like, is it length or girth? It's just, like, it's swollen. It's a, I think it would swell up by length and girth, so at that point, it would be kind of scary looking to see. It would be scary, but also, too, it's like, imagine but does every it, time does it you swell get... the entirety of it, or does it swell the one no, part No, the entire the thing. It's basically like getting It's basically like getting a fucking, a... yeah, it's like getting a penis pump, basically. It's like just basically putting a giant pump on your dick and just inflating it. Which, it, you know, for some people, that's like... Oh, that's wow. gonna be painful as fuck, though. Yeah, it's like every time like, you get an erection for like the next that's gotta hurt. month, while your body heals from it, it's just like, it's yeah, like you gotta like hold ever. yourself back. Like I and I can't do without porn for more than like a day or two because I I'm a bit of an addict. But I've actually been really good this like actually not really. I've I've been too tired to. You know, actually do that. Uh, I've been working so much that I've just been like, go home, eat, go to bed, and like slightly angry. Yeah, like whenever I was in college, um, wank naps were the best. But then now I'm like, naps without. I yeah, I'm just too, getting I'm old home and going to bed now. is just amazing. I I'm an old fart now, and it's like I I just have no interest as much yeah. as I used to. Because back in the day, man, I used to be like, I'm on the prowl, I'm going to get laid, but <laughs> now I'm just like, mm, whatever. It's like, hey, I mean, it girl. wasn't like I didn't have, you know, it's not like I didn't have respect for one before. It was just, I just really enjoyed the um, the intimacy of, yeah. you know, fornication. And so. Which I've actually been meaning to ask you about this. Like, I'm definitely the type of person I'd be like, hey, girl. You want to come back over and uh, maybe cuddle? It's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah, I just kind of want to, you know, I just want to feel the touch of somebody and not Longing really for get the into woman's it. touch. Like, would you describe that as asexual or just like? I I, I would just describe that as someone who enjoys the feel and like the feel of someone's embrace because for me intimacy is very much like intimacy is just, a mental thing like yeah, it's just being like here's some very hot passionate love like it doesn't have to be that way just but something. that hot passion but it, love i wouldn't consider like, it as asexual because asexual like, would just mean that you have no uh physical you have no like physical attraction to any being so yeah. you could be attracted to like a boy, you could be attacked to a man, a woman, a trans man, trans woman, 
You know, it, it could be just about anybody. But just, just as long as you kind of vibe with them. But the sexual sense. part of it, it yeah, just you, doesn't exist. You don't, yeah, you don't really have okay. the interest in the sex with that. But So it's more just kind of like, you, I mean, I doubt it's completely like a, like it's a 100% disinterest. I think it's not so much. It's like I think that dis- there's still a kind of a subconscious interest that you have, but I mean, of I've course, had bad experiences. Medi- yeah, let's say that medication kind of also fucks with your brain on that aspect yeah. too. Like it, like I don't that's mean- why I kind of stopped. Uh, I mean, I didn't really stop taking antidepressants because it messed with my libido. It was more or less I took. I stopped taking them because, to me, they kept dosing me on such high pills because i'm you know diagnosed at all at like almost borderline bipolar yeah that i uh that you know the medication basically made me feel like i was like a zombie right it would it would be like it was and i'm not the type that can stay you know i i'm a relatively calm and level-minded level-headed person but i can't stay like you know tied down like all day or have the feeling that I'm just like tied down or behind bars because yeah. I have such like my attention span is all over the place and I'm very like it's not that I'm hyperactive but I'm very like I'm very alert Yeah, I'm a very highly alert being and so when I have that it just makes me feel like I'm just kind of like vulnerable in a sense right? or like yeah like Vulnerable or, like, unshielded. And that's where I'm kind of like, eh. See, I'm... Because I've always had that... I've always been the type that's been very, like... I have, like, an iron defense. I'm definitely on the opposite side of that, though. Because with my medication, I don't want to be on that edge. It's I want to be able to just be, you know, talking to somebody or looking at them. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, meh, whatever. But, like, anytime I don't take my medicine... I'm basically, the the easiest way to describe it is I'm prepping for an anxiety attack that doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, that's you kind of like to, you kind of stress out over like just the slightest. I stress out over nothing. Yeah, it it could be. Well, I mean, it was proven tonight with the fridge. Oh God! Don't even get me started on the fridge. <laughs> I am so sick of talking about it, looking at it. But I, I mean, spent an hour fixing a fridge that didn't need to be fixed, and I want to break it in half right now. I'm it, so it was done. Pretty entertaining, kind of to watch. Except Until the, I start yelling, yeah. that's whenever I. That's when I was kind of like, "Shut the fuck up, dude!" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, like it's not really worth getting mad over." It's not, but also too, I'm a very okay. That's the other well, thing. Then again, I'm, I'm also a very not... passionate person. You're very emotional. I. That's the one thing I was never allowed to be back in high school was I was never allowed to be emotional because the second I showed it, everybody was just like, oh, wow, you can actually smile. You can actually do this and that. I was like, oh, my God, let me experience normal people things for once. I've never been a very emotional person. I don't know what it is. I just I've always loved emotion. It. It's not that, like, I don't have it. It's just part of it's the uh, disability. Yeah. It it doesn't really allow me to actually convey much emotion. But it's also that I've never really been 
an emotional person. I've always I've been more intuitive than anything. I was raised to be strong and be firm in your beliefs, but I was also raised to just it's okay. Whatever your emotions are going yeah. through, it's See. okay. See, my parents didn't exactly value that. They would just kind of give me it was more of like if I told them I was feeling depressed, it was, oh, well, you have no reason to be depressed, so why are you depressed? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, then what's the point in talking to you if, like, everything I say is just going to be completely undermined mm-hmm. or, you know, completely, like, dim or I'm trying to remember. Demoralized. Yeah, demoralized or just kind of disvalued. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I sit there and do all this stuff. For you guys, and the least I can do is try to vent about something without being told that it's my fault. Yeah. You know, and if it is my fault, you know, I own up to it. But, you know, but stuff that's proven. not in my control, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, Man. there's not much I can do. Like, I go through a spell and, you know, all that, and the only thing you can tell me is, oh, well, go get medication. It's like, well, I don't want medication. I want I you guys to be able to talk I to me about it. I want the support from my family, yeah. Then so that's why, you know, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I don't visit home much is because yeah. of that. Because every time I go, like, the problem is your fault, not yeah. Like, there's yeah. never, there's never anybody like owning up to anything. It's just you know, it it gets turned on to me, and then it turns into an argument, and then my mom goes off on me, and then. Over just like the stupidest thing. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to deal with it. And I'm just like. So then that's when I just literally get up and leave. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm not dealing with this. Like. <laughs> it's like it's not fair to me. But yeah. apparently it's fair to y'all. That's not. Yeah. That's I mean my sister. My sister tries. And my dad you know used to try. But my dad was also a very controlling person. So if it was like. Oh, I'm feeling depressed. He's like, well, you're going, like, you're going to the doctor tomorrow to get more pills and all that. And like, it's and okay. You're to... Going to your therapist, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, I don't want medication. I was like, I find stimulation for it when I just keep myself busy. Yeah. But you know, if I'm like kept too busy or I'm like work too much and don't have time to myself, that's when I get stressed. Yeah. And that's you know. When I, like, that's when, you know, when you're at work on my days off, that's usually my time that I, you know, kind of recharge. Yeah. So. Everybody needs alone time. That's the one thing that. And I, because I'm very much an introverted person. And mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I can be outgoing and I, and I like to hang out with people, but, you know, not, I, a lot of times I just kind of wanted to, I want time to myself. Yeah. And that was the one thing I always. Or even my mom had talked to me about was, hey, you're a lone type of person, but you're not lonely, if that makes sense. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, you put everything I needed into words. And it it just means that you're okay with being your own person, with wanting your own interests and exactly. literally like... just doing your own thing. But you never have had to deal with... Um, not it was also, anybody, which yeah. is the healthy and great thing. I mean, I, I've kind of dealt with not really having any support from people. Like, I mean, they claimed they were supportive and looked up for the well-being, but they never, like, when it came to actually, like, going about it, it was never in a healthy way. 
it and was then you all, met us and we were just like yeah yeah like i can actually talk to you guys about my shit because we go through similar stuff <laughs> and like we can actually relate to it or just chat about it existence like is i can hard. like that's when i'm like you know i tell the mom you know I'm depressed because, you know, I'm reminiscing on my dad. Yeah. Who, you know, died. And she's like, well, I don't know, you know, why you're so depressed about it and all because, uh, you know, your sister's doing... Or it's some form of comparison that, like... Yeah. There's I, no, it's no empathy. It's just always sympathy being like, well, at least this or at least that. And you're like, well, why can't I get, you know, the simple, like, I understand... Or the, you know, I, I completely get what you mean on that. Like, just the form of, like, agreeance or the kind of, like, mutualistic understanding. Yeah, that was the main thing I learned was, like, the second you start comparing your problems to somebody else, like, you just need to stop talking and realize nobody's going to have it as easy or as hard as you. Because nobody's going to Everybody's going to perceive through. shit differently. I mean... Like, whenever, uh, you know, I come home and I say I'm tired or something, it's mentally I am drained as hell. Physically, you're way worse off than me. But it's like I have to keep up this face at work of, like, oh, I have my shit together. When in reality, I... Usually I'm mentally and physically drained. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't like having my time wasted at work because it was, Mm. you know, this past week, it was like, Oh, I'm so tired. And it was like, why? What's going on? It's, I didn't do anything. I couldn't keep myself distracted. And everybody was telling me, oh, you don't need your medication. You just need, like, a good woman to, you know, make you happy and all that stuff. I was like, what the hell are you people talking about? If I'm feeling drained and tired from being here, I'm being drained and tired. Because I'm tired of this whole virus thing. I'm tired of how nobody is reacting to it properly. And it sucks. Stuff's cause... going downhill, and it affects the workplace. Yeah, because it's like I want. It affects my play. It affects where I work too. Like yeah. I mean, it's not as much as casino because I'm can I'm you know technically an essential worker. You're an essential worker, which I get. I am more than 100% ready and happily to support people in that field. But why is it? Why are casinos open? Like I don't get it. Yeah, they're. An, quote unquote necessary part of the economy but we also had 32 people up and out leave so that puts more strain and stress on the rest of us yeah to pick up their slack and they're not doing it because it was like oh i don't want to work and live off unemployment it's why the hell are we working in a pandemic in a business that has no no reason to be open right now it's dumb it's silly Like, it doesn't make any sense. That was usually the... I mainly was just drained from work because I'm on my feet. You know, I move around all the time and I, you know, I'm with... I'm working with people, you know, all day. So I come home and, you know, I'm usually just entirely drained. But it's the fact that, you know, I'm also drained because of the whole pandemic thing because it's been affecting it's affecting everybody it's affecting everybody in a weird way like people you know the the governor issued a masks on rule now for any business place and there are people who still come into publics with no masks on yeah and we're and everybody's just kind of like 
you know, and then they can't really do anything. They can't just be like, hey, you can't come into the store because we're a supermarket and you need your essentials, you know, you need your essential foods. But you also can't be like, yeah, but, you can't not tell them to wear a mask. Yeah, like, so that way... You're that's in a why lose-lose situation. Yeah, they make those announcements on the store, at the store, being like, every 50 minutes, being like, hey, you know, due to pandemic, uh, governor issued an all-mask wearing, so anybody in the store, please, uh, please wear a mask and follow the arrows in each aisle yeah. with the six-foot distancing rule. And Which yeah. I'm kind of, like, disappointed, but also understanding of my mom. She's been through a lot of this crap before, so she's just, like, over it. She also works in the medical field, so she's clean. She knows she is. But also, too, she doesn't take it as seriously as I do. And I'm just like, uh... It's probably I can't, I, because she's been so, like, used to being around it. She's well, she, like, she's a radiologist, so she works in a hospital all the time. Yeah. So it's one of those things that she's exposed to it all day long. And she's like, well, I'm clean, so... You know, I don't have to worry about it. I know you guys are clean because I taught you to be like that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, my but the reason why I'm so head over heels about it is I know that not everybody else is. Yeah, That's people don't reason. have the common sense, really. Yeah. For cleanliness, like I, I've seen customers at work sneeze on their like sneeze into their hand and then touch the service glass. Yeah, it's like, and then I have to go out and clean it and. You know, then then it just causes other people to get pissed off because now they're waiting on me to finish cleaning up. You know, this person's phlegm off my glass. Yeah. So it, it's it's inconsistent, ladies, ladies. It's not really like it's not bad because honestly, the um the hours it's been very similar to yeah. what it was already. But, like, also, too, just in comparison, I made less than $400 for two weeks of work during this pandemic. Whereas if I was on unemployment, I could have been made $1,200 already. Because they yeah. made it $600 up until December 31st? Mm -hmm. Like, that passed this past week, and I'm just like, why the hell am I working? Like, yeah. this sucks. I wanted to close the casinos down because that's a breeding ground. Like... Like I said, we had 32 people quit, and plus nine of them were construction workers. Like, we work right side by side, because I'm in housekeeping. We work side by side with the construction workers, because they're renovating one of our towers. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we gotta breathe the same air as them, we gotta have the same services as them. Why the fuck are we still open? I gotta pee. Yeah, fun. Like I said, I was going to go to bed at 1. It's already like 1.30. <laughs> Set my alarm for 2, though. Is I do have to work. 10.30 in the morning. 10.30 at 8. I can actually bring my microphone a little bit closer to me, I've learned. It's going to be a long day. <sighs> what time are you going in tomorrow again? 10.30. Yeah, fun. Or ten thirty to eight. I got kicked. <laughs> got kicked. Dude, they do not care how long it is. Like, you could be idle for like twenty seconds, 
Which is like the time to go get a new soda or some crap. And you're already kicked out of the game. Yeah. Well, for me, they just kick me out of the game because it just disconnects. Yeah. Which I don't get, because, like, your PlayStation is newer than mine. So why is my connection better than yours? Probably because yours has primarily been on there. You've just been like, oh, here's just an added device. Like, it's less important. I feel like... Which, again, doesn't make sense to me, but meh. Who knows? Also, it... what were you talking about pro-legalization? I heard that crap. Oh, uh, no, I was making <laughs> a joke. Saying, uh, saying this, uh, this episode was brought to you by pro-legalization and medicinal plants. I am so on board for medicinal recreational i can't do it myself it it scares me it, recreational i don't like i'm like if you're gonna legalize medical you can legalize recreational too yeah but i i also think that because i think that this how legalized states are handling it is a very effective way where yeah. if you're gonna be recreational you have to be at least 21 right but then i still think if everything you're, should if be you're medical then like you have to 18, be at least though. 18 yeah. I, I don't think for weed, at least. Because, I mean, albeit you're still getting a high from it, and I th think that the... I think that the age is pretty fair at 21. Well, yeah, actually... I, I think if, it, if you're going to be able to drink at 21, you can be able to smoke pot at 21 recreationally. Actually, I thought about that, but too. But cigarette... And... I mean, tobacco and that stuff. Tobacco, sure, you can bring it back down to 18. But... Well, I think that was kind of the thing I was starting to learn about too. I, at first, I was like, you know, why is it? Why isn't everything eighteen across the board? And then I kind of realized having it at twenty-one kind of gives you that time. To it gives really you that time of adulthood to figure out, yeah, what yeah. you want to, like, if you actually want to go through with it. And I think, you know, that's smart with how they do it with weed, also. Yeah, because I didn't start, like, like you were one of the reasons why I started drinking was I was nineteen when that happened. But also, too, I waited until 21 before I really yeah. got interested in if I want to, you know, drink Continue. on a more consistent basis. Or yeah, even... I, was, I remember being, like, the one to give you, like, you, one Yeah, you first... gave me, what, not your father's root beer? Yeah, I gave you, like, yeah. your first ever drink. Yeah. And I was like, eh, it kind of tasted and like And then garbage. I gave you wine, and you were like, oh, I like this. Yeah, I, I like wine. I, I, I will admit, I, I'm definitely a wine drinker. Nothing wrong with a good wine. No. I actually, no. Uh, speaking of that, of wine, I actually had a customer this morning who was looking to actually make a charcuterie. Oh. So, and she wanted my suggestions on cheeses and meats. First meat, of course, she wanted prosciutto. Okay. So I hooked her up with prosciutto. Then I'm like... Well, I was like, do you want something that's going to be also salty cured? Do you want something that's a little more sweet? Um, that's going to have a nice age to it? Because if you do, I have Sopressata, which is kind of like a, uh uncured, like, sweet salami. Right. Like, it has peppercorns in it, but it, it does have a nice, like, blend of uh, sweetness to it. Right. Because the fat, like, the fats in it are just kind of like melty like it, it they're nutty yeah so you know i got i gave her some sopressata she never had it before ended up just taking my word on it then i paired her with cheeses got her um 
recommended Manchego to her. Yeah. So I said if you want something, you know, really well to pair with meats, Manchego's really good. Rich, creamy, uh, lactose-free. Yeah. And then I pair, and then paired a uh, French tree, one of the French cheeses with her. Right. Chavris. And hooked her up with, like, different olives and stuff. <laughs> and, like, basically, like, I, I sold this woman probably at least, like, just in, like, her charcuterie board. It was, like, it definitely had a worth of at least 65 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I gave her the hookup on some stuff. Wait, and... so give me a quick list rundown, because I know you were talking about wine and all that stuff. I'm like... Uh, so the list basically was prosciutto, soppressata... Uh, Manchego, Chavri, um, like four different types of um, olives, um, and then two bottles of wine, one being a Merlot and the other being Cabernet. Mm, I'm glad you stuck with red. but Well, the reds pair really well, but for stuff that's going to be aged like that, you want to pair it with something that's a bit more dry. Well, I was going to say, did you recommend Italian or California? Italian. Okay. Because uh, eh. mm. she was wanting to have kind of like that uh, Mediterranean-influenced. Okay, okay. So that's why I kind of pointed her in that direction, because I was like, you want like kind of an Italian or, you know, kind of a... South uh, Eastern European, yeah. Then, yeah. Here, here's what I would recommend. And so, I don't know if she's liked it, but she said that if she didn't, she'd come back and throw the meat at me. So, I mean, you got you got tomorrow to figure out. If yeah, she did or not. if she didn't like it, then I guess she'll <laughs> figure out. But I mean, I gave this woman the hookup on like just all, all types of stuff, and she was pretty. She seemed pretty excited about it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff she had never tried. Like, the only one, the only thing she had actually tried in that list was prosciutto. Right. Which, I mean, if you haven't tried prosciutto in, if, at all in your life, then you're really missing out. On... It's one of those things of, like, if you're not a very fatty or gamey, like, consistency type of person, you're going to be like, ugh, boogers. But also, too, whenever you actually sit down and take all the flavors and you're just like yes well the the flavor is just the cure it's yeah. you know it's dry cured it, they basically just place salt they like ba they bathe it in a coat of salt and then they just hang it up to dry out yeah and so i mean and then for the prosciutto i mean prosciutto is off the uh belly but if you have uh I'm trying to remember i believe it's serrano if i can remember um basically the leg meat you can actually just slice it right off the leg, and it looks just like prosciutto, but it tastes completely different. Right. And that's just because of not only location, but also location on the body, but also just the flavor in itself and then the cure. Yeah. Because dried meats are delicious. Fish jerky? I tried it for the first time in Iceland. <laughs> it's so weird. I can't believe I got it. It's so weird. Have you had, like, uh, it was, like, Atlantic cod jerky. Like, I haven't had like, that. Fre like, like, freshly caught from the oceans there. 
Like, I haven't had that, but just fish so jerky good. in general was just so weird. Lamb to me. jerky was pretty good, too. Deer jerky. Like, oh, uh, yeah, venison. Oh, man. I made that venison for us that, uh, when you came down to Greenville, you and me, Mollis, I made that breakfast hash. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Or not really hash, it was a scramble. <laughs> scramble the eggs. Yeah, mix of. It was just something that. Uh, put together because oh, oh, yeah. well he didn't want me like messing with the tenderloin and so i was like uh, well all i got is the ground deer meat so well i mean it's it was just one of those things that, like it was it was a nice tenderloin it was actually yeah. really nice it was a really good looking yeah. tenderloin so yeah. i was like well i got the ground meat here so we'll see why not the ground meat was good though yeah i mean that was a 120 pound doe that he shot oh yeah that's it Okay. Oh, he brought home a bunch of meat from, just from that. that was a, he said it was a meaty dough. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that drink really hit the spot. I I completely forgot that I had to deal with that refrigerator, but mm-hmm. whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> it's too bad the blue moons uh, are yeasty. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's... So that's the thing I've learned. It's you know Thanks, with Mom. yeast, it's a good bacteria. It helps. Yeah, except for when it actually forms inside of a beer bottle, then you're getting sick from a fungus. <laughs> Put it in perspective. I was wanting a beer after I had dealt with a refrigerator. I had dealt with just a random home repair that took me like an hour to figure out that there's nothing I can really fix unless I want to do it professionally or whatever. Um, then, afterwards, I was like, I really need a beer. I just need to sit down and you forget this happened and just relax. And I go to drink it and before I even take the first sip. There's this weird black dot in it. And I was like, what is in the bottle? I go and look and lo and behold, there is mold growing on the inside of it. Which means that at some point there was uh, contact with sunlight. Or some form of light, uh, ultraviolet light. So basically, it just got heated enough to where the bacteria grew too fast. Especially if... Essentially, at that point, it was refrigerated, then unrefrigerated, and then tried to be refrigerated. I don't even know if it was refrigerated before then. My mom just gave me the box before I left. But, yeah, it... I don't know. I don't, so, who knows how long they've even had that. Yeah, it was too. like, you want some free beer? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was... Yeah, my mom was like, oh, you guys want to take some beer home? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to turn down free beer. Like, I mean, the day my mom, if she ever offered me free beer, I was like, woman, <laughs> yes. I no my question. Mom, I, was like, I don't even I care. I don't it. even care what kind of beer it is. I don't even care if it's like PBR or something. Like, I will take it. I mean, free beer is the best beer. And it, even better is cold beer. Eh, still debatable, but yes. I like a good cold beer. Uh, it, it... Well, a cold free beer. Yeah. I was gonna say but just like... But in general, a cold beer is definitely... It, it prevails. It's yeah. great. I mean, that's like, like... just being at uh, O'Malley's the other day, even though that was a big-ass freaking bill. Yeah, um, that tap was ridiculous. Tap was insane, but... 
I, I can't mean, tell just being there the other day, that pitcher, like, just being nice and ice cold as it was. Yeah. And the glasses, too. Like, it was just the most refreshing thing to drink. But, see, I couldn't tell if the prices were inflated due to uh, the I think virus, they were. But, which is understandable. I'm not complaining about that. But, also, but too, that I, was, was, yeah. I was not expecting it. I was like, Whoa. I was not expecting it to be that high. Yeah, because every time we go out, it's what, like, 30 bucks around? Yeah. For, like, around 30 both bucks. of our meals? Yeah. And that was like, that was sixty five. I mean, we all we did was just add one pitcher of beer onto that, and that was well. Like, not only it was like you know you got ten wings, I got fifteen, and but the five shouldn't have made that big of a we difference. We got the order of fried mushrooms, which were all right. I enjoyed them. They weren't. They were, too... they were good, but I kind of like the big fat like portobello. See, I had I've had like some big fat mushrooms, but. With theirs, it wasn't too moist because, you know, when I used to work at a bowling alley, with the way we would cut oh, the them, frozen it, ones, the yeah. frozen ones, super big, they were just, there was no crunch to them. It was very much just the place in Landrum I told you about, like makes theirs from scratch. Yeah, and it's oh my god, they're so good. They're like these big fat, just juicy mushrooms. But, I mean, that so was so meaty. That was the thing. Was it was just. It was too wet. Like, every time you bit into it... Like, like, basically melts in and just tastes like batter, basically. Yeah, it was basically like eating a steamed mushroom as opposed to fried. To where the center is kind of dried out, still moist, but the breading is just perfectly crunched. And mm-hmm. these were just... The inside, Yeah, the inside of something fried is all... Like, if you get a good fry, it's going to be the most, like, moist like interior underneath that but underneath that breading that but you the breading the yeah the breading has to absolutely have the crunch on it too it's all about the timing i mean the heat of the oil and all but i mean to fry you know an eight piece of fried chicken you know using just the batter or using the flour that we use i mean it only takes the birds 15 minutes to cook yeah but that's some damn good fried chicken <laughs> it's a good crunch on the outside and some it's, good fried chicken and it's baby. juicy on the inside and i can say that now because i'm a three percent nigerian stop <laughs> <laughs> i know where you were i knew where you were going with that we're, I, I don't know why I, I have so much enjoyment in just like like cracking up about that like, you're not even being racist about it. You're just, like, fitting I, a stereotype that you didn't even know you had. Yeah, well, I, I knew the stereotype, and that was solely what I was aiming for. Was just to be, like, that one guy who... The one white kid who's like, Oh, I have a very small percentage of... of said race. Yeah, yeah, of said race in my blood, which now makes me, you know, said <laughs> I race. I could be your long-lost like, cousin. I could, like... I'm I'm a very I'm a pretty like I I have like Mediterranean skin. Kind of have like the fair skin, but I get really really dark when I tan. But like you know, so and I found out today that, you know, I'm 3% Nigerian. Yeah. Which I mean is like mid northern Africa. Kinda, so 
very, very popular, very, you know, highly populated with, you know, very dark-skinned people. Yeah. But I would never, you know, I, you know, for, like, ju- just for, like, in reality, I would never assume myself as that race because, like, even though it's in my blood, I am not, like, I, I do not fit in that culture. No. Or, you know, in, or with the melanin. I don't have that much melanin. <laughs> like, or... So well, I mean, that's even I, like, I just kind of joke around. I'm like, oh, like you know, oh, my people, you know, kind of like that. Just to just to kind of screw around. I just find it funny. More well, I mean, hell, less. that's even like uh, whenever people tell me they're like, oh, well, I'm like three, yeah. you know, one yeah, like percent native. I'm sixteen percent Cherokee, and that makes me, you know, that makes me part of the tribe. Yeah, I'm one eighty-second Cherokee, whereas. My and uh, I, grandmother was also an Indian princess. It's like, whoever told you that, A, was lying to you. We didn't have princesses. B, they were trying to get some money out of you because you're gullible for that. And C, it's like, it just do a DNA check. Like, if you're wanting to get on the roll, if you're wanting any of the benefits and everything, just go get tested. Just do it, what I did. Yeah, go get tested. Get and 23 then, and me, just wait two, three weeks and you get your results. I'm but apparently according to most people who weren't born into the bloodline it was just it's the most you know, I'm predominantly I'm predominantly Ashkenazi Jew um Irish and Italian and and a few other things too there, there's some Scandinavian and there's you, you know, got a lot of the white countries there's Let's Russian there's Anatolian you know Kind of the Middle Eastern, a lot of Middle Eastern stuff, but like if you were to like, but I, but predominantly I'm my I'm mostly from like, yeah, most most of my genes are Italian. Very heavily or very heavily European. Very heavily like European, and I'm only a third generation American. Yeah, you know, I my great grandparents. You know, live we're living outside of this country, <laughs> and then there's and they were just coming like, like they just moved like came to the country, and you know my grandparents were born, but you know are still embracing that culture and stuff. Which is actually, you know, what's really kind of funny um, to me though is like how many natives will come up and talk to me and say, "How do you hold on to your tan so long?" And I'm like. You guys don't? Because this happens quite frequently. It's that Scottish side in you. No, it's not even the Scottish side. It's I'm 87% uh, Native American, which basically means I am higher than most people on the reservation, which is, which doesn't make sense to me, but I guess, you know, because of the trail and rape and just, like, not even a full, what, five, six generations ago that people were kind of forced into that lifestyle mm-hmm. um the bloodlines kind of got crossed but also too um i hold on to my tan like crazy like whenever i say or people look at me and notice how tan i am i could stay inside the entirety of fall to spring go out once during the summer and already i'm still the same color as i was the last summer mm. and whereas most natives will actually 
lose their tan during the fall and summer because there's not enough or not a lot of sunlight or reason to be outside. So me and my family, whenever we get a tan, we keep it. I mean, you saw how I was when I was working as a guide. Yeah. I had the, I, I had a tan line on my feet for another, like, two years after, you know, I I stopped working as a guide. So I wasn't, like, outside as much. And the, t- the tan still lasted yeah. that long. Like, I, like I, when I get dark, I, I get pretty dark. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of glad that I tan really well. But, I mean, that was even the thing, too, of just, like... Also burn. Yeah, I I haven't burned since I was, like, I don't know, five. (laughs) Like, I'll I'll burn more so, like... Can I borrow your cable? Yeah. Like, I haven't burned... I haven't burned since I was, like... God, like, ten years old or something. But yeah. even then, it wasn't that bad. It was literally just, oh, Last you got a little burned, I was in Orlando. I was in Tennessee at a Splash Country. Uh, Dollywood Splash Country. I was at DCI Miami. Or DCI Orlando, I meant. Which was, one of, which was a fun show. I actually got my sister in the drum corps. Yeah. Um, also, I had a customer the other day who was a huge fan. Was like walked in the store wearing Carolina Crown regalia. I was gonna say, did Harris ever tell you about the time he met like a founding member of the Blue Devils? Huh. <laughs> so there was one day, this guy he was just waiting in line at cookout or something, and he sees this, um, you know, guy wearing like a '60s or '70s jacket and it had DCI on it and he was like oh cool did you march and you know just kind of chatting it up and everything he was like yeah I found it well he was one of those people of like he didn't keep up with it afterwards it was like he was a humble beginnings type of guy he was very much just oh you know I was a part of this but you know I don't think of myself as like godlike or anything so he just got to talking with him he's like yeah no um you know I did a drum corps back whenever it was first starting and everything, and, you know, I didn't think much of it, but I was a part of this small little corps called the Blue Devils, uh, and then he was like, out of California? He was like, yeah. How uh, are they doing, by the way? And he was like, what uh, do you mean, how are they doing? It was like, it was like their I mean, first, like, every year. And he, and he was like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I haven't kept up with them, but, like, you know, I marched with them during, like, the founding years and everything, and... Yeah, we were good, but whatever. So, you know, do you know much about them? Like, where are they, where are they standing right now? Do they even still exist? Uh, they're world champs. And he was like, uh, yeah, they're 16-time world champions, which is like the highest streak out of any core to exist. And he was like, really? Huh, cool. And yeah. he, he just kind of ended the conversation there. The Blue Devils, like, uh, though, had a very, like, high standard with their marchers, though. But see, that was the thing, like, too. Like, it, it was, you know, they they didn't just take anybody. Like, if you were a rookie, you had to be, like, <laughs> but you that, had to be a prodigy. But the thing about that, too, was they took care of them, too, like, to where people would want to come back. That's yeah. how they stayed so consistently They good. They had fun. But, they, I mean, they also knew what to focus on. Like, they were like, marching's not as important. As you know, music is so. Let's focus on being able to play the show before you know 
being able to actually march. But, I mean, the thing about it was, it was like, from what some people have talked about, it was like, they have the most fun out of any core just because they all have the talent, they all will put in the work ethic, and but they, they also all, get it's rewarded a high payoff, for it. Yeah. yeah. They don't just like, oh, wow, that was amazing, that was cool. Let's run back and do it one more time. Let's make sure that a little, uh, oh, wow, no, that it one was, was like, worse. It like, was like, oh, great run through. You guys are done for the day. Yeah, it was just Or like, you guys can take like a, we'll take like an hour break. We appreciate everything you do. It's, it's yeah, kind of like, like with work. It's, if you do a good job and you're recognized for it, you keep doing the good work. Precisely. But I mean, if you're like, eh, you know. Nobody recognizes me for, you know, however many months of just great service I've done, and then that's when you're. I mean, that's when you get bored with it. Yeah. That's when you're like, well, what's the payoff in this? I mean, because that's why. I mean, that's why I like working at Publix because I get. Yeah, I do get the recognition. For my hard work by a lot of people, and sometimes I don't, but. And it doesn't really matter to me. I'm just there to work and go home. But, I mean, it stays pretty enjoyable. Like, it's not like I'm, you know, at work and pissed off and burnt out. Like, I'm usually kind of like, yeah, just getting through the day because time's just flying by. Yeah. Because I'm staying busy. Which I, I, I very much prefer. Um, yeah. I like... I like to have the time to be able to breathe, but, um, but when it stays like consistent or steady to where it's like I can get the stuff I need to done, but there's also customers that you know come up. It's not like every like five seconds. I like busy, not high paced. That's yeah, the thing for me. The high pace can get really annoying. Like sometimes. as long as I'm able to do something at in like a decent time frame and not have to worry about like having to deal with, like, the next big task, like, 20 seconds later, you know, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, that's why, I, like, that's why Michelin kind of burnt me out. Yeah. So that was good money, but it was... That's all it was. It was, it was the people who basically have an IV drip of caffeine in them. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, it was soul-sucking. I mean, because, I mean, it, I never had an actual, like, sleep schedule from it. Yeah. You know, it was two weeks I would work, you know, from 7 a.m. to 7.30 at night. And then two weeks being 7.30 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So. That's kind of why I want, like, a, a four-day work week. It just, I don't know, that, that seems like the most sense to me. Yeah, I would very much like a four-day work week, but if I do that with the hours I'm getting, I'm going to be working, like, four ten-hour days. Yeah, but, the, be but also, tiring. too, it's... If it was adjusted properly, like, decent pay. Like, because I know Japan was doing that for a while to where they were testing a four-day work week. And as long as they had the pay adjusted, you know, correctly, production went way up. Yeah, just give it... Pay us a little more. And... For the four days, just to yeah. match our current paychecks. And then you'll see production go through the roof. Because the one thing I've learned was you need, like, three days off. You need one day to rest, you know, like, mentally of just 
collecting your thoughts, getting everything back in order. And then you need, you need time to of, physically rest. And then you also need one day of fun. You know, during your physical day, you may, like, I don't know, um, go out to the lake or something, and you might just kind of relax there. Um, mentally, you know, you just need a breather to be by yourself or with your loved ones, and... I mean, that's why I, usually I don't really do much on my yeah. days off, because I'm so freaking tired. That's and not It's like I'm kind of just refreshed. Uh, the day I'm refreshed is, you know, the day I go back to work. Yeah. So. But the day you're refreshed is usually the point where you're like, I need, you know, this other breather. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're like, I need another day off, and then you have to call out just so you can actually kind of recharge. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it. You know, not every not everything is going to be picture perfect and, you know, scheduling and all that, but it's an idea to toss around. It's not yeah. the end of the world to even bring up well, something even I was even I was looking at it kind of just being like, hmm, well... You know, I could do four days a week. And just, you know, I can do like 36 hours easily. For me, it'd be the pay. That's the thing. The pay, uh, I would just... If you raise the pay and just work to me like 32 hours a week, or, you know, yeah, around Everybody, there. 32 hours a week? You, you wouldn't even have that many call-outs. Like, who wants a four-day weekend like that? You get bored really quick. Yeah. That third day, though, that's like the icing on the cake of where you're just like, oof, yes. That's why I'm kind of, like, weird about it. Because I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go back to work after Tuesday, and then other days I'm like, I need to rest. Yeah. This has been fun. Oh, yeah. You going to bed? Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I got work in the morning. I should probably go to bed, too. I am actually pretty, pretty drunk. I am pretty tired. <clears throat> I can do more podcasting tomorrow. <laughs> I'm probably gonna break this up into, like, 30-minute segments, to be honest. <laughs> we talked a lot. Yeah, we kind of went through about... An hour and a half. Was it really only an hour and a half? Roughly. There was a lot of topics in that, though. Yeah, we just kind of chatted about what the fuck ever. Yeah. I'll probably just... Go through and check the compression and stuff on the videos right quick. And just that way I don't have to do that later. You know, set a limiter on the volume and everything. See, I tried to get Harris to do this like a billion times, but he was just like, nah. Like, podcasts are fun, dude. Yeah, girl, I'll just chat about whatever. I just yeah. say random shit. Whether or not people think it's funny, I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs>